Greetings. Welcome to our eighth episode of the FGI podcast series. My name is Tim Stark, and I'm a professor of civil engineering at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And this is Jen Miller, and I'm the coordinator of the Fabricated Geomembrane Institute, or the FGI. On today's episode, we are going to focus on secondary containment with Ed Silva, Vice President for Business Development, with E-Squared Coded Fabric Solutions. Ed, thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me, uh, Tim and Jen. Great. Ed, um, can you briefly describe secondary containment applications? Well, basically, there are two types of secondary containment. Uh, The first being what is considered general secondary containment, and that relates to the handling, temporary storage, and transportation of materials, and the potential of discharge. Uh, The other area is uh, specific secondary containment as it relates to major storage container facilities and failures, as an example, large steel tanks. Okay, great. Thanks, Ed. So what are the current federal, like U.S. EPA, and state regulations regarding secondary containment? Well, Jen, we could turn that into a separate podcast uh, to cover all the details, but the short answer is the EPA's Hazardous Waste Storage Regulation, uh, EPA Rule 40, CFR 264.175. This requires a secondary containment liner to prevent discharge into groundwater and navigable waterways. Uh, and regulations. Uh, To achieve this composite liner system consisting of a geomembrane and another barrier is required. Uh, Also, state guidelines should always be reviewed to ensure compliance. Uh, In either case, whether it be EPA or at the state level, um, all of these rules and guidelines require the immediate cleanup of any spill. Thanks, Ed. So let's talk about the composite liner. Let's first talk about the geomembrane. What are the typical geomembranes used for secondary containment? Well, there are, there's a full range of geomembrane options, including EIAs uh, and LLDPEs, which can be considered. But first, you really need to determine the materials that you plan on containing in the case of a discharge. Um, you also need to uh, review the expected life of the liner, whether it's buried or exposed, uh, which would require UV protection. Uh, Then you can determine the correct polymer required, along with whether or not it should be reinforced, whether it should be smooth or textured. Um, Then evaluate the materials that could potentially be contained, and be sure the geomembrane manufacturer has approved their product for containing these materials. So, So really, you start at the beginning with the containment fluids or materials. Okay. So then what types of secondary barrier... Well, in most most of these applications for the permanent secondary containment, you're looking at a compacted soil liner or concrete, which is then lined with a geomembrane, again, appropriate for the expected life and materials to be contained. As far as the short term, which are commonly called throw and go berms, uh, those are typically laid down on asphalt, dirt, concrete, or wherever they may be required. as compared to the the permanent secondary containment liners. Great, Ed. So what type of testing is required before selecting a geomembrane for secondary containment? And in a prior 
answer you used the acronyms EIA and LLDPE. If you could define those two and then talk about the testing required. Well, in the, the alphabet of acronyms for geomembranes, uh, we can start with the, the front runner there, the PVC or polyvinyl chloride. Uh, which then leads us to the EIA, which is an ethylene interpolymer alloy, which is a combination of PVC blended with uh, DuPont, now called Dow, uh, Elvaloy, which is a solid plasticizer component to replace the liquid more volatile plasticizers uh, in a PVC formula. The LLDPE, which is a linear low density polyethylene, uh, is another alternative. Um, so as you decide on, on which of these you would intend to use, you need to look at the material's physical characteristics. Uh, is this application a dynamic where, say, is a, a cover of some type where it will be flexed and moved, which would probably require a reinforced product? Uh, or it could be a static application where a single ply membrane would be suitable as it's not going to be flexed, expanded, uh, or handled. This will help determine if you, if you require the reinforced or non-reinforced membrane. Uh, then I would suggest, again, you need to review the materials to be contained uh, to be sure that the particular polymer uh, is suitable. So in the case of, say, an LLDPE, that may be considered more suitable for a short-term application, short-term being uh, single years, compared to the EIA products, which could be 10, 15, or 20-year lives. Okay, uh, given the size of the containment area is usually small, and if you could give the audience an idea of what's the typical size, do you field or, fabric, field or factory fabricate the geosynthetics? Interesting question. Uh, most of the throw-and-go berms are very small, ranging from 10 square feet up to a couple of thousand, um, and those are really ideal for factory fabrication. Uh, those throw-and-goes could have pockets, they could have foam uh, perimeters. Uh, there could be a lot of uh, component parts to fabricate that throw-and-go, which is, again, ideal for factory fabrication. But then again, some of the larger ones, up to two acres in size, are also ideal for factory fabrication. Uh, in many of these cases, these liners are put down 12 months of the year, uh, hot weather, cold weather. So you may not have the opportunity to uh, weld in the field, and it's ideal to uh, show up on the site with a prefabricated panel or at least several panels, which could then be pieced together in the field. Okay, great. That, yeah, that's great. Do you, is there anything else you want to add about secondary containment? Well, as we've mentioned previously, uh, always check for the EPA rules uh, for your particular application, local regulations. Um, and also be sure the product you choose is fit for use. Every manufacturer has a, uh, a vast amount of information regarding various chemicals and liquids. Uh, and lastly, always consider factory fabricated geomembranes first. Great. Thanks, Ed, for joining us again. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please email me at fabricated geomembrane at gmail.com or visit the FGI website at fabricatedgeomembrane.com. You can also reach Ed directly at E Silva, E as an Ed Silva, S-I-L-V-A, at E2 Tech T 
www.tagtextiles.com. So we'll end with our taglines. My tagline is quality installed faster when you factory fabricate first. And mine is may all your geomembranes be factory fabricated. Thanks again, Ed, for joining us today. It was uh, so informational and helpful. And thanks to all of you who are listening out there. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.